live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome on in. You are listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. I am your host, as always, Will. Here, opening day. The, the smell is in the air, of course. I am ready for this. Been waiting a long time for it. We finally got some sports action. I am here with my good friend Evan, the Suburban Menace. Evan, we, we really didn't think this day was going to come. It, it's here. It thank is here you. upon us. I, I haven't said this in four months, Will, but thank you so much for having me on today because uh. we're, we're finally here talking about sports on a day where sports is going to be played. And we just haven't had this honor, it feels like, in a millennium. So I'm glad you have a little bit more optimistic Dude, tune I, than you had last week. You're saying last week we're not even going to get it. That was two weeks ago. and I'm or still, two weeks hey, ago, I yeah. stand by my sports bet that the MLB will not finish the season. So we'll talk about that later. We'll get there because it's already starting. But. I don't care. You know, I, I said this in the past weeks. I was worried about what... The state of baseball is going to look like you know obviously a lot of changes to that the baseball purist in me didn't like it but you know what Evan I woke up this morning that smell was in the air I the first thing that popped in my, popped in my mind I said this is MLB opening day we're getting Astro baseball today yeah it's hype I, 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 I mean NBA starting up in a couple days I, I plan on leaving here and going home and watching preseason basketball and baseball for the next eight hours I and know. I couldn't be more excited about it it's going to be fantastic of course sports is back in the air ready to get it started of course as we mentioned at the top the Astros, of course, opening day is upon us. The Vindication Tour, that's what I'm going to call it this year. The Vindication Tour starts today, and we are here to break it down completely for you. Got Astros action. I uh, want to give a quick shout out, Stephen. We've been calling him out the last few weeks. Well, uh, uh, looks like Stephen did uh, unfortunately come down with the virus. At, so, best wishes. He's already on the mend, it looks like. So, uh, best uh, hey, best wishes out there that to just, Stephen. That just goes to show, save a spot right here in the studio with uh, Greg and Will right here. So, <laughs> right on. That's true. Yeah. Hey, we've been coming in. We're all good. Yeah, uh, Chuck, of protocols. course, thank you for doing uh, doing the service time out there uh, for our military. Of course, can't wait to get both of them back on. Hopefully, we'll have both of them back sooner than later. But either way, like I said, it's me and you today, Evan. We're here to break down this Astros Vindication Tour. Ready to get it started here. So, you know what, Evan? I'm going to start with this. Been doing a lot of reading out there. Been doing a lot of predictions. When it gets to this time of year, whether you know it's past five years or whatnot, I like getting on there. I like finding all, everybody's predictions for this year. A lot of writers expecting the Astros to fall off, whether it's because of Garrett Cole leaving for free agency or writers are still convinced uh, that we cheated last year. And of course, there's going to be some type of hangover for this. Get this before I go any further. New York Post, which of course, you got ex- to expect a New York paper to have some type of bias. But the New York Post did their AL West predictions, okay? And I want you to take a wild stab at what they had the Astros finishing in the AL West. Second or third behind Oakland? Fourth. That's they so had us fourth. That is so that is that they is had literally Oakland Angels and then uh, Texas. You can't justify that. That is I like know. we're pissed off about last year <laughs> and we're just gonna try to crap all over the Astros. But I, dude, I mean, who outside the New York Post? I I, lo- yeah. I was looking it up earlier. The Astros are still. I think they're thirty six wins on the over under, mm-hmm. which is the second highest in the AL, right behind the Yankees. But I like a game, and I think that's right where we should be. I mean, I was looking at the lineups earlier, and I'm sure you're gonna go into it. But holy moly, do we have a lot of? We have everyone coming back. We have players coming off injury. I'm sure you'll have your McCullers bit coming mm-hmm. here. But just, I mean, one to four on the pitching lineup, closers, our whole lineup, if, if Jordan comes back, is stacked. I, I think we're looking better than any team in baseball on paper, man. So I'm I'm excited. It's, it's, hard, be good. it's hard to disagree with you. And, and we'll talk about some of the, the uh, exhibition games uh, and some of the guys that looked really good that I think could make an impact on this year for the Astros. But yeah, you know, the, the thing is, everybody out there is really wishing as hard as they can that, of course, the A's or the Angels are 
able to make that next step and jump the Astros. I don't see it happen. But the other thing we got to talk about, I mean, the mindset of this Astros team. You know, I... I believe, and I have on good authority, that there was no, of course, buzzers last year, whatever, cheating, whatever you want to call it. That Astros team last year was arguably the best team that we've had in franchise history. And for people to think that they're going to fall off the way that they want them to, it's just not going to happen at this point. So the mindset, I'll ask you, Evan, I mean, the mindset of this Astros team, like I said at the top, it has got to be complete vindication. These guys are out to prove something right now. And if we've already had, we already have some of the best players in baseball when it comes to the chip on their shoulder. I mean, I can only imagine what the mindset of Alex Bregman is right now. Of course, people questioning the legitimacy of last year and even the year before that, where he was one of the top players in baseball. I mean, the mindset has got to be for these guys, it's got to be utter vindication and anger at this point Dude, we we could be the best lineup in baseball and we have a chip on our shoulder i mean I, I'm, I'm excited all around I, I i hope god willing we stay healthy and these players who are coming back from surgeries and injuries are going to stick with it the whole year and we'll I'm, we'll touch on it but the covid cases i'm still nervous about will I, as long as we get to the end of the year i think it's going to be a fantastic year for the astros but I mean, we'll talk about the Nationals-Yankees game last night, I'm sure, and who didn't play in it, so. Yeah, I mean, of course, there was there was a big guy out. And, of course, you mentioned with the Astros. They are missing a few key pieces. Uh, obviously, Roberto Osuna is back with the team, but not tuned up uh, yet, so we're probably not going to see him for at least probably a couple days or so. Jordan Alvarez, Jose Urquidy, Brad Peacock out with suspension with suspicious injuries obviously they don't have to release that they have covid i think everybody's best guess is these guys have some type of coronavirus whether it's asymptomatic or not but those guys are expected to be back at some point joe smith the you know one of the best uh best bullpen guys for the astros in crunch time last year uh unfortunately it looks like he's going to be sitting out this year uh so they are missing that piece but they're missing uh, so you know they're missing some key pieces this year hopefully they're going to get them all back before some at some point but we did go ahead and get a glimpse of what this astros team is going to look like uh monday and tuesday had the exhibition games against the royals monday won six to three tuesday unleashed everything they had won 15 to six so even without those key guys, I mean, we, as you said, we're already seeing one of the best lineups in baseball. And on top of that, we, we talked about this. We're seeing key guys step up, guys that, I, you know, I'm not sure you normally see get a chance if the Astros were at 100%. But, I, you know, I'm looking at this team and the opportunity that these that the Astros are going to provide to some of these young guys to come up on a playoff contending team and show what, they're, what they've got out there, I think that we're going to see some guys really pop during the 60 game season and you know we can go ahead and get into this I mean who are you expecting as far as the Astros go to step up this year is it is there one guy that you're looking at saying this is his time I mean it's going to be interesting I I, I mean, we've talked about it before I have very high expectations for McCullers coming back from Tommy John I was a little worried about it but I was doing some research this morning on just great pitchers who have come back and looked the same or better um and I didn't realize uh, I think it was Steven Strasburg and Jacob deGrom both before having I'm not sure. Did Strasburg win the Cy Young when he came back? I know Strasburg. Uh, Strasburg. I, I don't think he's ever won the Cy Young, but he's definitely in contention after so, having his. So surgery. yeah. So it was like immediately coming back after the injury, just the the quick recovery, and just with sports medicine where we are today, I'm expecting huge things out of McCullers. He yeah, he was playing great ball before he left, and he's going to be back. Um, our boy Kyle Tucker's look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, besides that, man, I was I was looking at the Astros lineup one to nine, and I think like. God willing, we all stay healthy and everyone's in there. I can't think. We've got batters hitting in the five six spot who would be in the two three on other teams. Man. Yeah, if you just walk down the lineup, I mean, I'd probably have a hard time doing it without looking at it. But from Springer, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, or all four of those guys are going to be MVP candidates this year. And oh, Jordan too, I think, is on the edge of the MVP conversation already. So other teams with five star.
starting MVP candidates in their lineup. It's like an all-star team. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I, I'm excited. Um, if we get one or two of those guys to step up, like you said, a little bit of issues with the closers, um, obviously expecting a big year out of Asuna and, uh, Brian Presley. Presley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if those two guys step up, man, I think just the whole core is going to be strong. We really don't have any gaps. Um, you get a player like Kyle or somebody who comes in, hits a couple clutch home runs, short season, only need one or two moments and we're there, it's man. It's true. It's it, going to be exciting. It's so. true. And I mean, yeah, obviously I don't think there's any reservations that we have about this starting lineup. I mean, that, one through nine, as you mentioned, I mean, the only guy that is possibly a weak spot in this lineup, Martin Maldonado, yeah. the catcher, but obviously he's, you trade off that for having one of the best defensive catchers in all of baseball. Uh, but yeah, you touched on, I mean, Lance McCullers is a guy that I expect to have a big year. I mean, people... You know, obviously Houston media knows that McCullers is coming back, but people all across the nation, I don't think they realize, you know, how big getting McCullers is back. And, you know, you talk about the loss of Garrett Cole. I think if you look at, you know, the combined war that we're going to have, the wins above replacement uh, between those three guys, you know, c- taking into consideration McCullers is year before the Tommy John series, it's not a huge trade off for what that top three was with Garrett Cole last year. So, I mean, obviously you're getting a much cheaper option and you're getting a guy back that, Personally, I think there's going to be some value on him at this uh, for him for Cy Young this year. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you there. Now, the the guy, the the real big question mark that I have, of course, is going to be this Astros bullpen. Obviously, Asuna Smith not going to be out there. At least we're going to get Asuna back at some point. But you know, watching those spring tra- or the exhibition games, I'm sorry, uh, there were some guys that we saw come out of the bullpen that had some absolutely elite stuff. Christian Javier is, is going to be competing for the fifth spot. Obviously, Josh James has got the four spot locked down in the rotation. Uh, we could see Peacock, whenever he comes back, get that five spot. Christian Javier, a guy that had absolute wipeout stuff. And then another guy that I really expect to be a big factor out of the bullpen, Anoli Paredes. Uh, really one of the mid-tier Astros prospects, a 24-year-old, played in A last year. Uh, the guy is a three-pitch pitcher, but his stuff is absolutely wipeout. I mean, the fastball is going to touch 96-97. The slider falls off the table, uh, unlike anybody I've seen on this Astros team, and that includes Justin Verlander. And then the changeup, he's still developing, but that's a guy that I really think could step up and really have some clutch innings out of the bullpen. So I'm I'm really expecting one of these guys, young guys to come out of the bullpen because it is going to be their opportunity. We're going to start off, of course, uh, you know, with the expanded roster, it's gonna it's gonna drop down to twenty six. But by the time we get to that twenty six man roster, I fully expect one of those young guys, whether it's Anoli Paredes, Christian Javier, I really expect them to come up and be really clutch for this Astros team. So, yeah, those are the guys. Obviously, you really need. Uh, you need to get something out of this year for the Astros to really make a deep playoff run because obviously lots, uh, lost Will Harris, arguably their best guy out of the bullpen, Garrett Cole. But I, I really don't think the question is as much on the rotation as it is for the bullpen. Uh, the other guy you mentioned, Kyle Tucker, of course, uh, you know, you got to say, I mean, I think this has got to be the make it or break it year for him. I mean, this is a big year for the Astros and Kyle Tucker. You look at next year, free agency is going to be happening. Their entire outfield is going to be a free agent, whether uh, George Springer, Michael Brantley, Josh Reddick, this is the year the Astros need to see something from Kyle Tucker, and, and we haven't really gotten, we've seen glimpses of it, we certainly got glimpses at the end of last year, but this has got to be the year that he steps up and really takes command of it, and so, I don't know, we'll have to, we'll have to see, but I mean, obviously, this is, this is possibly the last time we're going to see an elite Astros super team like we have in the past. It's, it's funny that I, I didn't even remember Michael Brantley, and that's a guy who's hit consistently over 300 pretty much since he's been with the Astros, which is an amazing feat in itself. And then uh, back to McCullers, I mean, you talk about the lack of respect he's getting, and it's, it's probably because he's the third man in our rotation still, and it speaks to how much more stacked we are at the starting than in, we are in our bullpen. And I mean, 
if Verlander comes back with half the stuff he did last year and Grinky still, you know, it does what Grinky does. I don't think we've ever really seen him fall off to any degree in his career. Um, we're going to be great up front. And mm-hmm. I mean, if this, if this hitting lineup comes out strong and we, we have everyone in the lineup, I find it hard to believe that we won't be the best hitting team in baseball. Hopefully that carries us all the way. And I'm really, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get too cocky with it, but I'm not scared of anyone in the AL except the Yankees at this point. Front to bottom, I just really don't think that the A's or anyone else who's in contention with us can compete to the just the amount of raw talent we have this year. So, Oh, I agree. It's agree. an all-star team, man. It, we, we better we better be in the AL, ALCS this year. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I definitely think it's it's World Series or bust again for the Astros. And yeah, I mean, obviously, you, you've watched some of the exhibition games. You know, I've watched every single one of the inter-squad matches that they've had on uh, you know Facebook Live and whatnot, and the one thing that's jumped off the page to me is the, those three guys. Whether it's Verlander, Grinky, or McCullers, all three of them look tuned up, ready to go. I, I you know obviously there, there's reservations about Grinky and Verlander getting one year older. I think Verlander's 36 now, but those guys look tuned up, ready to go. And I mean, in a 60 game season, yeah, they're sure. not going to hold anything back. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to there doesn't have to be any type of innings restrictions if these guys are good to go. Which I mean, it, it, we haven't at least in in me watching baseball, I've never seen an innings restriction on uh, Verlander or Grinky. Those are guys that are workhorses, but you know, you're going to let these guys go. And, and McCullers, a guy that could be on innings restrictions. I mean, this is, this is a sprint. This is not a marathon. This is an absolute sprint. And I really think that's going to benefit the Astros in this. And obviously I, I, I take their, I take our top three over just about anybody in the major leagues uh, outside of maybe Washington. And that's part of what, I mean, tonight's going to be vital. There's a couple of strong series we have coming up. I think we play the Dodgers here shortly yep. and then who the Angels coming up on and someone Tuesday. Else. Yeah, yeah. So I I mean, it's going to be tough. Obviously, these are all going to be uh, every game this year is just going to mean monumentally more than it did in a 162 game season. So um, it's it's going to be huge. Uh, I think if we start out strong, hopefully get a rest day or two for pitchers like McCullers or Verlander, who's getting up there in age, uh, will be great spot coming into the playoffs, man. And I'm excited. I've never been this excited for baseball in my life. So it's, it's a weird feeling for it, me. It's well, hard I'm, not to be in. Like I said, obviously, a lot of changes this year. The baseball purist in me doesn't like it. But at the end of the day, I'm glad to have baseball back. But hey, lots of changes. In fact, we're going to get into that a little bit later on yesterday. Breaking news, a big change to the MLB season or the MLB postseason, I should say. Uh, we'll dive into that here in just a minute. But, but you know, the, the one last thing I want to I want to say about the Astros, you know, obviously, I think people out there really need to take in this year. There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy. Obviously, there's a lot of question marks about what this Astros team is going to look like. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are still some fans that are hurt from the cheating allegation, or I shouldn't say allegations, the cheating uh, period that the Astros did in 2017. But I think Astros fans really need to take this in because, th- like I said earlier, this might be the last time that we really see this elite Astros super team. I mean, you, as I said, upcoming free agents next year, the entire outfield. Hopefully, they can get something locked down with Springer. But I've said this for the last two years: it's hard to justify a brand new contract to a 31-year-old outfielder. Usually that's where they fall off. On top of that, Yuli Gurriel is going to be 37 next year. He also a free agent. So uh, even after after next year, I think 2021, that means Correa McCullers up for free agency. So this is the last time, and I, and I really I, I think people need to pre- be prepared because going into the offseason, the Astros farm system is so weak and depleted. You could see some surprising trades after this. This could be the last go around for the Astros. So uh, people sit back, enjoy this season. It's it's. 2020 we're having baseball something we didn't think that we'd have uh you know a while ago but i'm i'm excited to see it and i think the astros that vindication tour i think it's going to end very well for us so anyway uh moving on here with baseball as we mentioned just a, a couple minutes ago uh there is a big change coming to this mlb postseason yesterday evan mlb came out expanded playoffs there's now going to be 16 teams instead of 10 
I don't know how you feel about this, Evan. This is another thing that challenges the the baseball purist in me. Uh, it, I think I came out a few weeks ago and I said, obviously, I was I was I was hoping that they would have some type of expand, expanded playoffs. But the more I thought about it, and the more I, I came to terms with the regular baseball playoffs after sixty games, I think it made the sixty game season that much more exciting, that much more intense. Not going to complain, but. I'll break it down for you real quick. So 16-team playoffs, eight teams out of the AL, eight teams out of the NL. They're going to have a wild card round. So essentially, there's going to be the same amount of rounds of the, play, uh, of the playoffs, uh, but the wild card round is going to consist of every team in the playoffs. So uh, there's going to be a three-game series for the wild card round. So obviously, the one seed versus the eight seed. I think there has been some discussions that possibly the first two seeds would get to decide who they play. I don't know what the, the status is of that. But essentially, the one seed versus the eight seed, two versus seven, just like in the NBA. But the first round of the playoffs is going to be a three-game series where all three games are going to be at home. Second round goes back to five games, just like the divisional, and then seven and seven after that. So, I, you know, I, I think this is this is going to be interesting because obviously this is going to affect a lot of those top-tier teams because a lot more games in the playoffs. I think I, I think we're going to have more room for for upsets here. I was about to, so we have a three-game series between one and eight seeds. Uh, one and eight. So a three-game series between one and eight, two and seven. Uh, three and six. The, the, honestly, the NBA doesn't should, sound like an awful idea. No, no. it doesn't sound. I, well, if you lose two games, I could go fifty and ten in the regular season as an MLB team and go one and two, and I have two bad games. I have one pitcher throw one bad pitch, and you're out. I, I don't know. I don't. I've always been a fan of making the playoffs as condensed as you possibly can, especially with extended regular seasons. And I know that the MLB is shortened this year, but like. That's always been my biggest gripe with the NBA is having an 82 game season and then having 60 percent of a team make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we're in a similar situation with baseball. And I understand that people are frustrated. You're not getting as much games. But at the same time, like you said, I think it puts way less weight into every single regular season game. It certainly does that. And I mean, there's no home field advantage already. So what's the point? Like we're going to still have to travel. But I think think we're going to see players sit near the end of a season. I don't think we're going to see there's no there's no striving to be the number one seed. You know, so it's it's just it's uh i don't like it personally i i means more games for the public but i just think it it greatly devalues the regular season and that's my main issue with it yeah no i i'm with you to a certain extent i mean i i I was more coming to terms with the with the regular uh playoffs and i mean the 60 game season it was going to make it so valuable uh but now yeah you put this in here and there's less stress on the uh, there's less stress on really the top teams obviously the teams like the mets uh, t- second and th- uh, th- third tier pl- uh, teams, you know, the NL Central is one that comes to mind. There's a lot of teams in there that have been competing for that wild card spot in the last few years. And I think that's really one of the things that makes baseball great is the last week of the season. You're still going to have teams competing for a spot, but the playoff spot just doesn't seem as valuable as it oh, has no, been in for the sure. And then, yeah, you're clawing to get into an eight seed now yeah. as opposed to a wild card where you got one more game and then you're in the top eight teams. Yeah, right? exactly. So you just got a long road to there. And then, like I said, I mean, what's the point of being the number one seed? Like it yeah. just, it, it, it devalues it so much um I, I don't know, man. I mean, I like I, yeah, I mean, the three-game series... Not a fan. I, I'm, the three-game series, yeah, I have a hard time coming to terms with that when it comes to, you know, the one seeds. The teams, like you said, there's going to yeah. be a team that's going to go 50 and 10 this year. And, and, I mean, we've seen it. The the, the thing with baseball, though, is in a fi- even a five-game series, especially a seven-game series, it's hard for it's hard for a, uh, an inferior team to win, you know, three out of five or four out of seven games against a, a much better team. But we see it all the time in baseball when it comes to regular season matchups, a three-game series where teams... Teams are able to go in there, win two out of three, yep. or even three out of three. So, yeah, that's going to be the interesting thing. I think this will set a precedence for the future because it, going forward, I think the the playoffs, of course, is not going to stay expanded. That's the one thing baseball's got going for it is is the baseball is baseball playoffs are so much more valuable for teams to get in uh, versus other sports. But I see, I think you could see that three game series. 
uh, work for the wild card instead of having just the one game wild card, yeah, which I've and, never and, been. A and fan I'm of okay that. with that. And even if you were to do the say a 14, 16 game expanded playoffs this year, I mean, give the one and two teams a buy or do something along you know along those lines like you do normally with wild card. I just think uh, to give no power to the one or two seed beside a home field advantage where you won't have fans in the stands anyway. Um, obviously, you know, they're more comfortable with the ballpark. They don't have to travel and everything, but it's already less of a reward than it would normally be. And now you have this compounding on it and it just kind of sucks to be a great team right now, like the Astros, you know, because I know we're going to be in that one or two seed and yeah. we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt, you know? Yeah, so no, I, yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, I got to give credit to baseball because, you know, for whatever people want to say, as far as baseball being a pure sport, people not wanting change, baseball is always at the forefront of enacting things, uh, enacting things that the NFL and even the NBA pick up later on. So I, I applaud, the, I, I applaud MLB for realizing this is a short 60 game season. So why not try as many new things to see whether they stick? I mean, this is the perfect litmus test for a lot of these things. Obviously the runners on second and, and extra innings. Again, the baseball purist to me doesn't love it. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to love it, but I, hey. I, I really all I've looked at on this is the article headline that they were expanding and kind of how the seating worked. But um, I, was this an MLBPA decision? Do you think no. this was monetarily based? Do you think this was a, more of an incentive to get the players more money by playing more playoff games? And that was it's possible. It's push? possible. I, I don't know what I, I'm. I don't know what the playoff shares because I think the money is going to stay the same now. Yeah, obviously uh, that's revenues that, obviously will go yeah, up. Yeah, that, though, right? that, that might be distribu- distributed differently. Yeah, I mean revenue you would figure has got to go up on this one. But I, th- I mean this is an agreement between the MLB and the MLB Players Association, yeah. so they both came to terms on this. I think the idea more than anything is in a 60 game season, as we mentioned, you know, two weeks ago when we were on, I mean, look at the Nationals last year through 60 games, 27 and 33. That's probably still not good enough to qualify for the playoffs at the, uh, this year, but maybe it is. But the fact is there, there's that one team that's able to get hot late in the season or one team that starts off slow. So it gives those teams a better chance, of course, in the playoffs. And I think the, in the MLB's mind, it, it creates more legitimacy for whoever the MLB champion is at the end of the year. But I think at the end of the day, I think we're going to see some upsets in that wild card round. I mean, you know, you got you to feel confident as an Astros fan with the, with the one, two, three that you got going. But I look at a team like the Yankees, if they get matched up, in the first round with, you know, a team that's that's got a solid one, two, three. I mean, look at the Rays. Obviously, I think people expect the Rays to be a little bit higher. Uh, but you if they match up with a team like the Rays or even the A's at this point, you're looking at an upset, I think. I mean, this is not going to be an easy walkthrough matchup for any one of these teams. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, and hey, when you get to the top 16, it shouldn't be for anybody. So um, it'll be exciting either way. I'm just glad they're getting it all together. I hope we get to that point. Um Juan Soto sat out last night. I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard about that. Oh, yeah. Tested positive. Um, and for some reason, none of the other Nationals players did, even though the protocol is if you've got contact with a player prior to a game, you shouldn't be playing. So I thought that was interesting. The yeah. Breaking protocol as well. So. I, 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 you know, I'm not going to speak to that because I'm not too familiar on everything that happened. But I, I'm, they said that I, I, they said something like the players were all ineligible for testing or something. So I, I don't know exactly what that meant. As in, um, we were, this is opening night. We're playing this game. Was it, it's, it's ineligible. Be, it's very important ineligible for postponing this game yeah, is what the MLB should have come out and said it's very so. possible and yeah I mean the MLB does seem I, the MLB is doing a lot of questionable things when it comes to this that they're, they're not taking into account some things but on the other time on the other side they're getting overly protective overly pro- yeah. the, the high fives the spinning, yeah. different things like that so it's going to be interesting to see which yeah. you know whether the NBA bubble or the MLB uh, which one uh, you know is able to handle this coronavirus uh, better but oh, dude, come we'll on see. it's the bubble man it's not even a conversation one is called the bubble yeah. I mean you know it's so uh, which one's going 
going to be more protective. I think it's a pretty easy call. Yeah, we're we're going to find out. I mean, yeah, obviously, as we've said from the entire time, NBA's got the benefit of just trying to conclude a season. So yep. less teams, uh, less traveling. So yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. But you talk about the Yankees Nationals last night. Jose, uh, Juan Soto out of the lineup. Uh, hey, did you know Juan Soto? How old he is? He's 21. Yep. He's 21. I'm yeah. aware. Yeah. I, was, I bet I was, you've never heard that yeah, before. I yeah. bet nobody's ever told you well, how actually, young he is. I, I actually didn't enjoy any silence during that game because all the commenters. <laughs> I, uh, we need to make a point on this too. I've actually heard it already on like two separate sports podcasts. I think Cowherd and Bill Simmons have brought it up, but they're like, please just mute it. Just like stop talking. This yeah. goes out to all sports announcers who are doing these games right now. Shut up. Yeah. Just let them enjoy the game. What was that? The Clippers game we were watching? Yeah. Where, Oh my lord, man! You just, just, you gotta let that, you're not doing radio right now. They're yeah. they're doing this thing where they go off site and they feel like they need to comment on every single aspect mm-hmm. of the game because they're not there and you don't. I I I would pay fifty bucks a month to get it, like some HBO Max package where I could just hear the players cussing, doing some Kevin Kevin Garnett stuff on the court. Yeah, all day. Well, hey, we'll dive off a little bit for this. Uh, you know, we've talked about it in the past. I mean, I, I'm with you in agreement. I mean, sports announcing needs a major overhaul. I've said this for the longest time. When we're watching something on TV, why do we need play-by-play announcing? Why do we need a guy telling us that Jose Altuve just hit yeah. a home run yeah. or that James Harden made a dunk? Yeah. We just watched it. I mean, it's one thing for radio. Obviously, you can't see it. You need to hear what's going on, but it's like... Play-by-play announcers in TV, they, they took the they took the MO from these radio announcers and did that, and I don't understand. My, my, in my opinion and my theory on this one is they need to turn these TV broadcasts into more of a podcast setting. You know, it get two two players on there commenting about what's going on, oh, for sure. the history of things. We can see what's happening. Yeah. We don't need somebody to tell us what's going on. Well, I mean, and you've already seen the turn in the popular broadcast. Like, uh, Tony Romo shouldn't be... Tony Romo is not a game announcer. He's a mm-hmm. podcaster. He's, he's a guy who's personable, and he can, you know, he can make comments on the player personality and what the coaches are thinking and that's what's interesting it's not interesting to do a play-by-play of something you've already watched mm-hmm. so and I think uh, basketball is doing the correct format of that coming up I mean if you looked at who's uh, they've already released the scheduling for the broadcasters and you know our guy Van Gundy and some of these guys who just get riled up and complain about the refs and it's more of a it's an open dialogue it's mm-hmm. not it's not rehearsing or re-rehearsing what just happened in front of you that they're watching on the court you know or giving out stats it's yeah. it's the interesting behind the scenes action and I think uh, I, I hope all sports have moved to it I think baseball, you talk about, you know, how they're at the forefront of these things. They're kind of behind track on that. I, on did, the I disagree with you aspect. there because if you listen to, I mean, well, Vince Scully's on radio, but baseball, uh, baseball allows more time for guys to talk about different things. I think baseball is a champion when it comes to, when it comes to t- having a conversation about stuff that's going on. Obviously you don't have the play by play, but yeah, going back to it, watching that Clippers game with you, whoever that announcer is, just the entire time it, announcing every single thing that was going on would not no. stop talking. I think we need a major overhaul when it comes to sports, because like I said, we don't need people telling us what we're seeing. Nope. nope. Hey, we're same page. We need, on this one. Uh, we need right. breakdown. Like, yep. Give me a breakdown. Yep. Don't tell me that somebody's making a layup. But hey, back to the issue at hand yesterday, we, of course, uh, got to witness some of the first uh, TV announcing of the year when it comes to baseball. Uh, Yankees versus Nationals. Juan Soto out. But hey, we got the first look at Garrett Cole in a Yankees uniform. Did it make you pretty sick? He looked pretty darn good, man. It made me a little. How good he looked. Dude, you wanted him to get rocked. Don't worry. Oh, absolutely. I'm not even going to disagree there. And yeah, you know, I think. One pitch six or one hit six innings or something? Yeah, against uh, against a JV lineup without one one soda out there. Let's see what he does. JV champion. 
lineup. Well, yeah, with well, a I mean, lot of yeah. losses, their two, be- their two best offensive players well, from last year not on the team. Uh, no, I'm aware, and uh, we'll get on that. And I know we're we're going to talk sports bets later, and that's my my lock of the year is pertaining to the Nationals. Hey, so I, no, it. I think we're. I think oh, we're, is it yeah. under 33, dude? Yeah, that's under, crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. I really that, don't get that it, definitely so. uh, that definitely could uh, that number. I think is going to inch down now with too many wins. Oh, they lost last night. Still up. So really, yeah. Okay, hammer sports fans. We'll talk. We'll talk about it later on in the episode. Yeah, we're going to have a segment where we talk about our lock bets for MLB and NBA this year. So uh, anyway, um, of course, as we said, Cole out there for the first time in a Yankees uniform. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He looked all right. He looked a little spotty. All right. I mean, they gave up one hit, dude. He gave up one hit. He was getting behind accounts. Uh, The location wasn't great. But I mean, at the same time, I'm not going to say that's going to be indicative for the rest of the year. This is first start of the year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I said this. I've said this all throughout the the offseason. I mean, Garrett Cole, I'm not going to go out there and say that he's going to completely fall off. But at the same time, if people are expecting Garrett Cole to do what he did the last two years for the next nine years of this contract, He's going to be the best pitcher in baseball history. I mean, I just don't expect that to happen. He's going to be good. He's going to be really good. But is he going to be enough to carry this Yankees deep in the postseason? Because that's really all they have as far as the as far as the rotation. This I mean, year. I don't I don't see any reason for him to lag off. It's a uh, you know, it's like the uh, it's the Patrick Mahomes argument, man. I think there's some there's some silly Chiefs fans out there saying the same thing about you know he's not going to do the same thing for the next nine years that he did the last two years. Maybe we just need to accept the fact that Garrett Cole is a really really good pitcher. You don't understand though. I mean, every advanced uh, uh, analytic everything. I mean, these last few years were two of the best seasons we've ever seen from a pitcher in a two year run. So maybe he does. Maybe he has nine years. Congrats. If, if he does that, he's earned every last dollar of that $324 million. I don't expect to see that happen, though. I, I, don't, I expect Patrick Mahomes to fall off, too. So. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you to a certain extent. I mean, I'm saying he's still going to be really good. I'm not saying he's going to be an average pitcher. He's still going to be one of the top five pitchers in baseball every single year, at least for the next five years, that I'm expecting. I just don't think he's going to be as dominant as people possibly think Oh, no, think without a doubt. Uh, so. did you, I actually read a stat on his dominance this morning because uh, the fourth inning of last night, he didn't throw a strikeout. And that was his first inning without a strikeout, and I think sixty-six consecutive wow. innings or something ridiculous. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a record, but I was that kind of popped out on the screen at me. I was like, "Holy moly, man!" Oh, wow. So that's uh, a sign he's falling off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he missed <laughs> he missed one of those strikeouts one inning, and yeah, that's it. Well, we'll talk about this yeah. in eight years and be like, "Well, you remember?" Yeah. Uh, why do you have to go to the Yankees, man? Uh, three, three, he had three hundred twenty-four million reasons. So. I know, and I mean, if I'm a Yankee fan, you got to love that because he's a Yankee fan when he was a kid. Yeah. I, why was he a Yankee fan when he was a kid? He's Here from California. Here we go, dude. He's from I'm, California. I'm sorry, man. Don't that's be hurt. Stupid ass sign that he brought out to Yankee fan today, tomorrow, forever. Shut up, man. I mean, dude. At the end of the day, why are you? You can't be mad about this anymore. We have a we have a fantastic baseball team. You're, I just, you're dwelling. I did, you're dwelling on things you don't need to look at, dude. Go go stare. I, at did, I just didn't realize little pissant Garrett Cole was a bandwagon fan. Okay, piss that's Aunt Garrett Cole. Jeez Louise. <laughs> okay, I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'm a little think, bitter as you I can tell. I think you're a little bit biased on this whole falling off for the next nine years thing. I think you just lost all legitimacy in that argument. <laughs> I'm a little so. angry. I'm a little salty. Out no, it's there. okay, dude. Lie. I do. Uh, we had. Uh, if our pitching lineup for this year, though, was for Lander, Grinky, Cole, and McCullers, yeah. we'd be looking okay, man. I will say oh, that. So, man, yeah. Can't well, keep them all. Let's just win one more this year. Screw the Yanks. Let's go. We'll see. I mean, it, it would be great. I, I, I would love, love, love to see uh, Yankees in the ALCS, Dodgers in the World Series. If we could, if we could get that, that would be the official, vindi- uh, the official, you know, uh, closure to the vindication, the vindication tour, as I'm calling it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Hey, a uh, little other side note: baseball. Of course, we got some big news uh, yesterday, or was it day before yesterday? Mookie Betts' new contract. You know, uh, not too much to talk about.
about there. I mean, obviously, a huge contract, $340 million. Mookie Betts worth it at this point, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays into George Springer's free agency because it w- if you look at all the free agency rankings for next year, uh, as Mookie Betts at the top and then right there behind him, probably pretty distant, was George Springer. So George Springer now becomes the hottest free agent, the best free agent on the 2021 market. So it's going to be interesting. I think the price might have gotten driven up for a little for, for George Springer, and I hate to say it, but I think we might be looking at the last year of George Springer in an Astros uniform. That's why we need your guy, Kyle Tucker, step up. But you know what, Evan? Uh, real quick, I'll tell you what. Let, give, give me your World Series predictions before we before we move on from baseball. Oh, dude, well, that's my that's another one of my baseball bets, actually. Oh, okay. Plus, so should we save it? You want to save it? Is this your, is this your lock yeah, it in? Yeah, I'll lock wait. it in. I'll, uh, I, I don't know if it's a lock it in, but dude, it's it, come okay. On. Yeah, there's, I, there's three teams in baseball this year yeah. who are obviously better than all the other teams. Who are they? Okay. Well, I, I mean, Dodgers, you, we Yankees, don't, we Strokes. don't, we don't need to add condescending well, I'm, here. I'm yeah, we saying, know Dodgers, like, Yankees, Astros. Well, then who's yeah. my matchup going to be? Because it sure as hell ain't going to be the Dodgers and the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. all right. Well, we'll get into that a little bit later on. We'll get our NBA and MLB predictions as well with some of the bets that we're going to be having. But uh, first off, uh, Evan, we talked about it last week. I mean, or last week, two weeks ago, as our first show in a while at that point we're talking about wow we're surprised nba mlb is returning well evan we've gotten our first glimpse of what the mlb and the nba looks like uh pretty pretty you know i'm pretty satisfied with what i've seen so far so i'll ask this going to the nba you know of course we got the first look of what the bubble looks like what 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 are your thoughts so far on what it looks like just the aesthetics of it and of course what what we're gonna see out there i mean honestly will uh i know you're gonna disagree with this because you're a baseball fan but i i think the nba setup just looks much better it's hard to do with the mlb it really is hard to adjust but i like the bubble atmosphere i mean they have the big billboard or the big billboards in the back they they have it just feels a lot homelier it feels like summer camp it feels uh it just feels a lot more similar to what you're used to and i mean it's harder to do with the mlb you've got big you've got balls flying 400 yard, 400 feet through the air and you're looking at the empty crowd all the way through and there's really not a way to cover that um as opposed to nba i feel like you can make it a little bit more inclu- it, it feels homelier or homier what's the, what's the word i'm looking for here uh, homier it, I, it's I, it's more comfortable it, it feel it feels familiar to me as opposed to the mlb it's just it uh, there's more of a shock factor to looking out at 30,000 empty seats as opposed to in the nba where you know you've got just the condensed arena you've got you can hear a little bit more there's a little bit more action there's not as much more breaks um you just have players yelling back and forth in the mlb like we said like you've got announcers trying to fill silence for three hours um and i think nba just the way the game is played and the way the arena set up you're allowed to have a little bit more like familiar feel to the game as opposed to the mlb the way it's set up so. yeah i mean but yeah, it's hard I, how are you gonna fix it yeah right so you are right i'm gonna totally disagree with you on this yeah, one the, on. NBA, the nba i'm just i'm not a fan of this i mean i i know i shouldn't be claiming complaining because we're getting sports back but i mean if we're going to take you know a little uh I, I guess hot take moment or whatever you want to call it at this point yeah i'm not a fan of this uh, the way the the bubble set up it just seems a little gimmicky i mean the screens everywhere they're trying to create this fake home court advantage where the home team is you know whether we're watching the nuggets home that that's go nuggets defense like do you think the players really respond to that stuff did you see the uh the noise effects they were doing after free throws i didn't know but there you go another addition i I heard it and well they're doing like the mario coin thing for when they make it but i heard it it when they miss they do like the bruh sound effect like (laughs) bruh like like real i'm just and i'm just picturing like game six of the finals you know like lakers are down one lebron comes up it's dead silent and clings off you just hear 
Bruh. <laughs> like, bro, it is. It is a it little bit seems detaching gimmicky. from reality. Yeah, it seems no, gimmicky. For sure, but it's screen... a gimmicky kind of year, man. Yeah. You know, whatever you can do to get the fans. Uh, yeah, in, so. I guess I, I, I I'm, not, something. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with this and say the NBA, NBA is out of line here because, as we said, I mean, this is the year to try new things. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to do this bubble thing, then hey, why not make it you know aesthetically pleasing bro, as much as possible? We do need to get that bro sound effect on here though. So every time Chuck says Chuck's dramas or something about something silly, we can just be like, bro. That's, you know, that's just, actually a brilliant yeah. idea. That's that's one of that's one of Evan's best ideas. Right guys there, so. i know i just wild card sports put me on the put me on the sign now <laughs> yeah but again back to it i'm, I'm just not a fan of this i mean i, I obviously I, I don't know what how happy i would be if it's just an empty crowd out there but i think there would be something uh i don't know there would be something unique to just hearing the sounds of the game out there outside of the players cussing and everything but hearing the screeches on the That's court the best issues, part. what do you mean yeah but hey i mean at this point we're I, i'm i'm glad that we have it back in any form or fashion so i'm not going to sit here on a soapbox and complain all 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 show long about why uh, this is all gimmicky and we hate this. But anyway, moving on here. So the NBA is back. Of course, uh, what we're a week away from the kickoff of the season, if I'm not mistaken. I think 31st is is the first game, if I'm not I mistaken. It's the 30th, dude. I, I, think might, we're, I think we're earlier. Yeah, it might be the 30th. Thursday or regardless, the Rockets' first game, first regular tonight. season game. Well, yeah, first preseason. Uh, preseason game against the Mavericks tonight. But first regular season game is going to be next Friday against the Raptors. Or do I have that backwards? Or I think their first game is against the Mavericks tonight. They're against the Raptors. I have no clue. I've I've got, I'm, I, it's either the Raptors tonight and Mavericks on Friday or Mavericks tonight and Raptors. On, on Friday. Sorry, I should know that. But anyway, let's talk Rockets at this point. Evan, I got to give you credit where credit's due real quick before we get about this. You called the Russell Westbrook COVID thing. I mean, you said he wasn't traveling with the team. Credit where credit's due. But hey, we, you know, that it doesn't look like the COVID test is holding him back. He practiced, his first practice, I think, was yesterday and he practiced, or, or I'm sorry, two days ago and he practiced yesterday. Looks like he's going to play tonight. Is that is, is is Russell Westbrook a madman or just I, a physical freak of nature? I, dude, he's been a physical freak of nature. And I mean, it's, it's the whole COVID thing, right? We don't know how it affects different people. He could have been fine and not had many symptoms whenever he got it, so... Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the Rockets. Uh, I think we talked about it and a lot of other sports analysts have talked about it. I think uh, part of the uh, Rockets Achilles heel for the last couple of years, especially under D'Antoni, is it's, we seem to be running to the ground, mm-hmm. particularly James Harden. And a lot of times Russ, when he's been on these other teams, has just looked a little bit drowsy, looked like he's trying to do too much come the playoffs. So having this extra little bit of rest, having a shortened season, a, little, a couple of games to get back into mm-hmm. it. I, I don't see any reason anyone in the West should be higher favorites than the Rockets right now. I've um, s- yeah, I mean, going back to I mean, I mean besides he, Lakers and Clippers, yeah. obviously, we're, we're, we're an obvious third, in my opinion. But. Yeah, and I mean, I've said, that, I've said this going back to it. I mean, there's not anybody I look at that is an obvious favorite over the Rockets whenever they get to the playoffs. But, you know, let's talk about this bubble that's going on right now. You talk about them being rejuvenated and everything that's coming out of the Rockets camp so far. I mean, people are raving about what this team looks like, especially James Harden, Russell Westbrook. They look like they're ready to go. They're in physical, uh, you know, best physical shape of their lives but at the same time obviously it's like what do you expect to leak out of the Rockets camp but I'll ask you this I mean is it hyperbole to look at or to see everything that's coming out of the Rockets camp is it hyperbole or is it reality at this point I mean are are we crazy to expect this to be the best version of James Harden and Russell Westbrook we've ever seen I'm a little worried because I think there's been a lot of hyperbole in the media and I think a lot of it is touting up just the whole NBA playoffs coming up um, and like and we've, I've been hearing several sorts of sports analysts say things like the Blazers are going to beat the Lakers in the first round and like this Mavericks team look out they could they could challenge somebody in the first round like the Clippers like if they if they stay around the seven seed um, 
But I think at the end of the day, we for, we've kind of forgotten what it was like a couple months ago. Like there's there's people arguing LeBron over Giannis for MVP. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, let's let's take it back a little bit. Let's go back like a month or, or a couple months ago, back when we actually had the season. I think most of these teams are still going to be who they are. Um, the Rockets still have question marks at the center position. Size is going to be our big thing, and that's what I think in the Western Conference, especially. You look at these two teams at the top, just their length and their size, especially with the Lakers. I mean, if you run through the matchups on some of these teams that are going to be difficult for us to beat i think that's where the major issue is going to be and you can say whatever hyperbole you want about russ and harden playing the game of their lives at the end of the day it's going to be very hard to get penetration inside with two seven footers inside for los angeles for both teams Mm -hmm. um and if the threes don't fall we're going to lose games Um, yeah so uh you got to hit those shots uh remember who we are we're we're still this weird small ball chuck everything up team without a lot of size and that's going to be our game plan i don't think our game plan is really going to change now it benefits us because we should have the energy to play that style of ball um but everyone's going to be rested man so it's i think we had the same shot going in right now as we really did at the end of a season maybe a little bit better but all, all these sports fans need to stop to talk about uh, Joseph Nurkic is not Jesus Christ coming back to save Blazers. Okay, like yeah. uh, every every team is who we thought they were coming into the end of the year. LeBron's still going to be LeBron. Kawhi's still going to be Kawhi. The Clippers look great, um, and I think there's going to be less upsets than people are expecting. So it, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and I, I tend to agree with you on me on the upsets. Obviously, it hurts for some teams to lose the home uh, home court advantage, but I mean, talking about the Rockets, obviously the the thing is. You know, people want to talk about the new look nuggets, different things like that. I don't think we're going to see any extreme changes from what the Rockets are. The Rockets are going to try and play the game that they were playing uh, before they went out on break. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that, yeah. But I think the, that is going to make some of these preseason games so important. I mean, tonight is the first game. I think from what I've read and what I've what I've seen, at least I'm expecting out of listening to Mike D'Antoni, I think we're going to see a lot of minutes from a lot of guys that we we haven't seen before. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm really going to be curious to see what the role of Jeff Green, Ben McLemore, those guys look like because we've talked about it. You know, two weeks ago, the Rockets game is is going to get Russ is going to be to get Russell Westbrook inside, dish that out. We need to find some three point shooters. We have got to find some playmakers. A, a, a forgotten guy that I, if if Chuck's out there listening, I'm sure he's going to cringe hearing you say it but Daniel House is a guy that we really need to step up at this point so I think these games are going to be interesting because you know we talk about the small ball lineup is completely is completely different from what we've seen at least in the past but Mike D'Antoni for this to work I think he's going to have to go deeper in his rotation is deeper in the, his bag of tricks than we've ever seen him go before I mean he's a guy that traditionally goes what eight seven eight maybe nine guys in the playoffs at this point if nine dude I don't if, think I've ever seen not, D'Antoni yeah, play nine not, players nine is the most and yeah. I think he's going to have to go deep in the bag of tricks because they have got to find another playmaker they have got to find some three-point shooting it's going to be great to have Eric Gordon back but Evan, we talked about this two weeks ago. Teams figured this Rockets team out, and the way that they figured it out, they said, okay, we're going to let a team that doesn't have a, a shooter that's shooting above 35% from three, we're going to let that. We're going to let those guys shoot threes, and we're not going to get beat on the interior by Russell Westbrook. So that's what it's going to come down to, is if this Rockets team has enough three-point shooters to make this small ball work. And whether or not that's going to work... I don't know. We're we're going to get a first glimpse of it tonight. For sure. And you talk about the depth being an, depth being an issue and I think it will especially the big men just wearing us down uh like watching the Lakers yesterday. I mean, if you go through the lineups, I'm not even sure who they're going to run on their starting five, but it will include LeBron and Anthony Davis who will both be larger than anyone we have on the court and you probably look at their starting Dwight or JaVale at center. Like I just don't know how we match up against that. Are you going to put PJ on Anthony Davis, probably bring in Tamari to guard LeBron and 
I, is Tyson Chandler going to play legitimate minutes in the playoffs? Or uh, I you, mean, you just got a couple spots here, a couple matchup issues. I think that are difficult. If you make your shots, none of that matters. Like you said, I think we just got to make threes and move the ball, and hopefully Russ is able to get penetration and use that extra little burst energy he has to get to the rack. So yeah, I mean, the, the teams with with size don't necessarily concern me. I mean, we, we've had the questions of whether or not smaller lineups can stay on the court versus bigger teams. I mean, look at the Warriors. Now, granted, I know we don't have the three elite players that that the Warriors had to run that small ball lineup, the lineup of death. But they, they were able to run big guys off the court. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting, obviously, Anthony Davis, how that matches up. But the teams that worry me are those teams with with length on the wing. They've got great wing defenders. Basically just the Clippers, right? The Clippers really, really <laughs> concern me, man. I know people are saying that we're not a great matchup for them. But uh, I'll tell you what, they've got they've got the uh, the wing defenders that are going to be able to shut us down from hey, three. No, PG looked good, man. Yeah, PG looked good. Kawhi looks uh, looks as tuned up as you could expect for him having this hiatus obviously they're going to get patrick beverly back at some point uh montrez harrell obviously out but they've got the unbiased opinion like the clippers to win the west right now yeah i mean i i I mean i probably do too if i had to put my money somewhere i I love the rockets i just don't see like you know we we got beat by the knicks by 30 before we came into the break so it's hard for me to have extreme confidence you know i'd I'd like to get a few games under me obviously like anybody before i made any rash decisions but yeah i mean oh we play the raptors tonight by the way okay so raptors tonight and fridays next friday's the mavericks and thursday we have a couple games for that we have the lakers and pels and then i think there's one other game thursday night so good stuff uh okay well uh obviously talking about the rockets so we're we're real familiar with the rockets uh before we move on here of course and get to our degeneracy corner of talk about our best favorite part uh any other teams that you like after seeing uh, any teams in the bubble so far? Um, I mean, I, I think the teams up atop, like I said, are going to be there. I think the East is really interesting to me um, just because I, I'm not a believer in the Bucks. I know that we've been over this a million times. I don't think Giannis's game translates as well as Yikes. the playoffs. Um, I just don't think he's not going to get calls inside. I think teams move the ball around. I, we have yet to see Chris Middleton or any other supporting cast for the Bucks perform in the playoffs. Um, and so I, I, I think the East is very interesting. I think teams like the 76ers, the Raptors are going to be interesting. Um, I, I think talent-wise, top to bottom, Philadelphia's got the best team in the East. If they can just get it together, that team intrigues me so much because you've got so much star power, so much size, so much shooting. You've got everything on that team, and, and the fact they can't seem to get it together. Uh, Boston also interests me. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a, a little more interested in the East than the West because I think there's just a little bit more probability for some upsets early rounds. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm excited for it all, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna waste way too much of my next month of my life on this. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what teams come out ready. I mean, I, a team I look at that I think is gonna be interesting after seeing their uh, tall ball lineup, like what I did there. Jeez, the Denver Nuggets tall ball with ball ball out there. Bold 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 yeah tall bold yeah. But hey, the, they looked interesting. I you know I'm not not that I'm expecting them to have a deep playoff run. Perfect but stretch five for the Rockets, man. We need to go get bold bold. I, I, I highly it. doubt that they're I gonna, love they're it. gonna part ways. With you know, he was drafted like 44th. Yeah, he was like second round. He was playing for Miami, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. when he first came in. Insanity, league, so. man. Yeah, hey. Uh, Show some respect. Yeah, I mean, Dad's they're, they're going to be interesting. Yeah, obviously, I, I, I'm i with you. I don't expect there to be too many upsets. I still expect the, the teams that we thought, uh, you know, before the coronavirus happened One team uh, to be there at I, the end. I think might be an upset, and I kind of see this matchup playing out. Uh, I see the Rockets probably moving up to the four or five seed. I don't like the Jazz. I, I feel terrible oh, about yeah. the Jazz. I see them falling back, and I think, uh, I think the Mavericks could shake up something in the first round if, especially if they crawl their way to the sixth seed i could see the mavs beating denver uh that's going to be an interesting matchup but i think the rest of it's pretty pretty plain and dry the two la teams beating 
I mean, ooh, they need to beat at seven and eight, and yep. then the Rockets went in. So, well, I'm any way we get it, I'm excited to have it back. I don't care even if we have to watch a Lakers Clippers East or Western Conference Final. I don't care. I'm glad to have it back. It's going to be fun. Ready to get this started. Uh, but Evan, you know, let's let's move on here. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a little introductory segment here. Of course, uh, we'll call it the degeneracy corner. Uh, Evan, you you know you love uh, you know you love making those sports bets. Uh, no matter no matter how often you lose or um, win. You know, eh, fair. So, no, I, I, that's debatable. Every dog has their day. So, so I'll ask you this before we get out of here. I want to ask you, of course, we're going to talk talking MLB and NBA. I know you've got some bets that you like. So let's let's go ahead and share with some of the listeners out there. Uh, I, first off, I'm going to ask you what you like as a lock bet. Um, and then we'll, we'll get into some good value bets that we like here going on. So uh, we'll start off MLB, NBA. Give me, give me some good bets for I us. think we've got the same MLB lock. Um, under 33 for the Nationals. Yes. Like you said, a depleted starting group. Um, Scherzer did not look himself early last night. Um, I think you've only got really two pitchers in the lineup who I can name from, coming from the Nationals. Uh, they've dropped they, off they, a couple they, pitchers Their top well, three is they? still going to be great. But, I mean, I, outside of that, it's obviously lost um, And like you said, it's a team that starts slow historically. Um, 33 and a half is a lot of wins, especially with 60 games left in the season now you've got to win what 57 percent 58 percent of those if you're nationals which is going to be tough so uh, that that's going to be an interesting one and then the value bet um like we said before plus 1300 right now ten dollars to win 130 for the astros and the dodgers to match up in the world wow. series um which i think is extreme value i don't like anyone in the nl as much as i like the dodgers top to bottom pitching every, every single facet of their game seems to be a little bit of a step ahead the rest of the nl uh, and then, like you said, with the Astros, I think we're the one team everyone's kind of looking past because of the whole scandal. Um, so I think there's tremendous value on the MLB futures for that. Plus 1,300 Dodgers, Astros, lock it in, Will. Yeah, hey, I, I like it too. I mean, I think ours are on the uh, same lines. I, I don't have the gambling, but just off the top of my head, I mean, I, I didn't even realize it was plus 1,300 for Astros, Dodgers. Uh, the, the last number I saw was plus 825 for the Astros to get to the World Series, become the AL champions at that point. No, uh, it's to win the World Series, we're plus 825. Oh, plus 825. Yeah. So just betting on, uh, just betting on the, you the get, matchup. You get almost double the odds on Dodgers versus Astros as you do Astros winning the World Series. That's that's a great bet, and I, I, I respect that. And then, yeah, obviously the Nationals, 33 and a half is extremely high number especially now that we're going to be expecting Juan Soto to miss a significant portion of the year Scherzer is a guy that traditionally gets hot late so I mean it's going to be interesting to see how the Nationals play out but yeah under 33 and a half I think is a very solid bet for you there so uh tell us who do you like in the NBA what's what's your uh what's your lock and what's your uh what's your uh value bet I mean I don't know if it's a lock um but I like the Clippers to get at least to uh the Clippers to win the West I think is going off at like plus 160 right now and I really expect them to get to the Western Conference Finals no and probably the Rockets probably come on favorite there i mean if you want to look at value i know the astros or the rockets sorry um are the third highest rated team in the west and you're looking about plus 900 for them to win uh the whole championship and nine to one just feels tight there man i think the clippers got a better top to bottom roster i've heard some interesting bets about the bubble and stuff if you really want to go look them up um there's like uh, having a player leave the bubble and get in trouble is like minus 600, which is lock of the year, Dwight <laughs> Howard. Um, and then you've got some other interesting stuff about like teams getting kicked out and stuff, which kind of intrigued me in the NBA. But like I said earlier, I think I think less surprises this year in the NBA. The teams are who we thought they were coming in. Um, and I think uh, people forget how good this Clippers team is, man. Top to bottom. Um, we'll see how good LeBron is, but it's it, it's 
kind of still a two-horse race in the West until the Rockets or some other team can prove otherwise. So I think getting plus 160 on the Clippers to win the West is is great value. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I again, I don't have the numbers in here. This is more for you. But, I mean, I, I would say off the top of my head, what, what's the value on the on the Bucks right now to win the East? I, I would say that's uh, probably— They're minus money. Um, they're minus 250 to win the East, Oof, which man, is, I, I think is ridiculous. You and these Bucks. I know we, just, we already have a lunch bet on this, right? Yeah, we definitely do. Okay. So, I mean, I, I like the Bucks right now. I, I think they're well-prepared for this bubble. Uh, but, obviously, not a ton of value there when it comes to that. So, uh, you know, I like the Bucks there. As far as, as far as you know, a team that's probably got some value, I mean, I think the Rockets are a team that could have some value. But going back to baseball, I mean, there's I think there's plenty of uh, prop bets and, and different things like that that you can find value it's on. An exciting I, year, man. Yeah, I think what, what's the f- the field right now? I think it's like plus eighteen hundred to take the Cy Young. Nineteen hundred or something. Plus McCullers is not on there. And, and, there's yeah, a couple McCull- great. Yeah, McCullers is a, par- is a part of that so. field. So I think I think there is some value if you go out there and look. But yeah, I like I like your I like your bets right there, Evan. I like your value. I like your. Uh, and you your, say I only your, lose. Come on now, give me some I, respect. I, I said I like them. I, there's we'll, a reason we'll I still do it. We'll see how it plays out there. Got a winning record over here. Oh man, well I don't care. You know what? I, I, we've got sports back at this point. Nothing to complain about. I'm ready to get it started here. So hey, we're gonna leave here. You're gonna go home watch uh, watch some uh, some sports right there. I, I think we probably got some some preseason basketball games that we can watch here pretty soon. I'm ready to jump right in there with you, of course. And then of course eight o'clock tonight. Why so late? Why so late for the Astros? Don't know. I don't know. We'll be, we'll stay up though. Okay. Okay. I will definitely. I'll, I'll pot a Joe ready for you. Don't I worry. will definitely be up tonight watching Justin Verlander against those Mariners, and then hey, Tuesday against the Dodgers is going to be really, really great. Week from now, we're going to have baseball to talk about from the pat or from the previous games. Same thing. Uh, NBA will be previewing the regular season at that point. I'm excited for the upcoming months here. It's going to be a great time here on Wildcard Sports. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned. We're going to have uh, Stephen Chuck coming back with us here in the next couple of weeks. Stephen, obviously, get better, buddy. I mean, I, he's already feeling better out there but obviously you're in our thoughts right now so uh obviously next couple weeks we're gonna have some good stuff coming at you you've been listening to wild card sports on clear lake today Radio.